Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm not as stink as you drunk I am. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Brett White. And I'm also a reporter, producer for Decider.com, and welcome to Chapter 9 of The Quarantine Era. That's a special effect, I don't know. Oh uh, my god, that was so good. <laughs> that means there is uh, no intro music, there's going to be no theme songs, there's going to be no audio clips of any sort, just pure unfiltered conversation, because I'm doing as many as possible, because if I don't see my friends during this time, I'm going to go crazier than i already am i'm doing so many instagram lives right now which is like <laughs> vapid instagram influencer type shit but i don't know what to do man i gotta do something so this week which is not even a week we're like this chunk of the week because multiple episodes are coming out this week <laughs> i'm joined by returning guest kirk damato hello and Woo. katie healy wersberg I'm clapping for myself. <laughs> uh, I hope that clapping comes through. Uh, oh, I definitely did. Hello, Kirk. Hello, Brett. Hi. You sound great, Brett, and you don't sound like uh, you're losing it. Like I'm going uh, nuts. Hey, Kirk, what's in that glass? Yeah, yeah what's in that fucking glass, Kirk? Water. <laughs> oh, hell Bug yeah, man. Kirk. Ah, uh, still got it. Comedy king, Kirk tomorrow. <laughs> Truth in comedy. So we're quarantined in Queens. What was that DeCosta show where, like, um, <laughs> you, like, wouldn't speak at all? Was it, what was yeah, that DeCosta show? Yeah. Voice. And oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Up my voice, and I ended up... I was like, oh, I might just be, you know, that the seventh person who doesn't do much. But I was in like the very first scene and I didn't yeah. talk. I ended up everyone. It was in, like you and the, Pam, I think, right? I, don't, I think so. But I, I like, it would happen. <laughs> um, I mean, odds are good. It was her. And then everyone yeah. in a subsequent scene, it was one silent person. Uh, and it's like it was pretty flawless. Like it just seemed like because people who didn't know that I was whatever incapacitated didn't realize that was why it was just sort of a pattern we were following. Wow, thank you for remembering that. I will try to be somewhat more vocal in this podcast because <laughs> yeah, there's only three of us. And <laughs> just write everything down, and then I'll read it for you. Um, Kirk is in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. uh, quarantined that's how they out used there. To say it. Yes, uh, that's how everyone says it. And we're that's, in... how, that's how they used to say it oh, in really? like the fifties. Oh my god. Yes. And then they had like a conversation, like the the town fathers of Los Angeles were like, "Hey, should we stop pronouncing uh, this 
Spanish name completely insane? <laughs> and then they were like, yes, we Angela. should. And then they like, made a proclamation and then people started, but like every once in a while on like old like news reels and stuff, you'll hear it pronounced Los Angeles and you're like, what the fuck just happened? It's really bizarre. <laughs> and then we are in, very strange. we're in two Angeles. of the five boroughs. Yeah. <laughs> It's so strange. I think I actually even pronounce it that way in one of the scenes in um, uh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh. oh! I remember like hearing that and being like, oh, shit, they did it. Attention to detail. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're uh, scattered across the country, but this week we're all going to be hopping in a DeLorean. I don't know. That's basic. Um, and traveling to December 15th, <laughs> 1973. Serpico rolled the box office. The Most Beautiful Girl by Charlie Rich topped the charts. And CBS aired the MASH episode Hot Lips and Empty Arms. Katie and Kirk, you must have seen Hot Lips and Empty Arms before today. Have you? Uh, I don't know that I have. Like, So I did actually really like watching MASH when I was a kid. Um, like they re-ran- I was like of the exact age when they were rerunning it a lot. Um, I think... On like Comedy Central, probably yeah. Maybe not on Comedy Central, but I don't know. I did watch it on reruns. Um, yeah, maybe like Naked Night, but somewhere along, like on some channels, I was regularly watching reruns. I really liked it a lot at the time. Um, so I, I don't know if I saw that one because that was the other thing with Naked Night. You didn't always like. They would just show like a bunch of random episodes. They yeah. didn't show. I don't know if they ever they showed things never in order. Showed, yeah, like I don't, and it, it which kind of made since they didn't have to they were rarely were the ones they were showing serialized in any way unless it is you know, i dream of genie movie. and you're waiting for that fucking wedding and you're like where no, is the oh, wedding because yeah. i remember like i was like i think tonight's the night we're finally gonna see the wedding i that was a yeah, distinct memory that i, had. I don't think i ever saw any of that good i did like what i drew genie genie, genie though because uh what the one of the characters names was like sergeant healy or something oh yeah, Major oh, yeah. 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 that's almost my name Roger Healy, that's right, Bill right. Daly's character. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I I don't remember seeing that episode in particular, but I did watch the but show. But you watched a lot. it, Kirk? Did you watch yeah. the Mashes? No, this was the very first episode of Mash I've ever seen. Damn, yeah, that is yeah. so wild. Because like I remember it being on Nick at Night, and I just I never it never caught my attention uh, of young Kirk who loved old sitcoms and watched yeah. a lot of Nick at Night. Uh, really. Yeah, but for some reason, Match never got it. And I was like, that was one of the shows I was going to suggest because I was like, I know nothing about this. Uh, So it'd be kind of interesting to go into it as a noob. And Katie, you love it, right? Yeah, I'd always really liked it. Um, I I loved Alan Alda. I loved all of them. I've Um, only ever seen, because I also never watched it growing up. um, Really? And never did. And I started watching it since it's on Hulu now. I think there's a show that I watched that you didn't watch. Yeah, no, I, yeah. But I do think... Besides Designing Women, which we've already discussed. I think that it is because it is a very, um... So, like, when you're a kid, like, uh, Bewitched and I Dream of Genie open with cartoons. And so, like, it's, like, very, Very like, they're very colorful. So it's, like, your attention's drawn in. Whereas MASH... I mean, just to jump into it, we can talk about the theme song and opening credits. I was just gonna say that was my, that was gonna be my that is not uh, my, a show my little, that kids yep. want to watch. I don't think like. the, the name of that theme song is <laughs> the title of it is "Suicide Is Painless." Yep, and the original version has lyrics. Oh my god! 
which are like suicidist, but I like have a version of it with the lyrics. And it, the original version was written by the son of the original director of the movie. Oh God. Uh, or the original screenwriter or something like the, his son wrote it as like a 13 or 14 year old. And instead of the dad being like, Hmm, maybe I should get my child some, some help. Therapy. He was like, that sounds great. I'm going to use it for my hit movie. But, uh, <laughs> and like, the thing is you say that what? title, that is what the song sounds like. The song immediately yeah. makes me feel, I wrote like wistful. <laughs> it's very just like, it is, uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's very it's and then combine that with <laughs> korean war footage yes yep yeah i, and, I don't know why i i'm a freak so like i'm a little <laughs> freak kid and so i think that i was like i was like yeah this is cool but i i thought alan alda was hilarious um like vividly i think i did have a slight crush on, on john trapper um for like early on like the curly haired like um uh, sidekick dude i i I didn't like it as much when he left i was like annoyed yeah i have crushes Um, on at least four of the men on this show (laughs) (laughs) i'm just realizing that jamie farr wasn't on this episode no yeah this is season two i don't know when the only thing that i knew about mash for a long time was there was like a man dressing in women's clothing as an attempt to get out of the army was his right. whole gig was, yeah like he was always trying to be like i'm so crazy i need to leave yeah. uh, and it never worked yeah obviously. so like he i don't know when he joined but like this show had a lot of cast I guess it must have been yeah it must have been later i i would have in my mind i would have thought he was like a, an earlier edition than like mid second season yeah. which is what we watched uh but i guess it was later they also yeah i mean it's funny because like they added um a priest character. Oh, that's um, the other, he's Padre. so hot too. I love him. Um, <laughs> yep. That makes sense. He's William your Christopher. Um, uh, he was great. Um, yeah. Radar was on the whole time. Alan Alda's character was on the whole time. Also hot. Uh, hot. Uh, uh, yeah. And like Houlihan, I think we're hot like lips. the only, <laughs> yeah, we're like, the, maybe actually now that I'm thinking about it, cause I didn't realize that Jamie Radar did leave at some point at some point because there's an episode. But I think he came back. Because there's a two-parter called Goodbye Radar that I almost did. I should have Um, this up somewhere. Um, But this week, I forgot this part of the the script. Oh, okay. (laughs) This week, not editing anything. I must have seen TV. I'm talking about the MASH episode Hot Lips and Empty Arms. It's the 14th episode of season two and was written by Emmy nominated for this episode Linda Bloodworth and Mary Kay Place. Wild and directed by Jackie Cooper. Prior, that's Linda Bloodworth prior to Linda Bloodworth yeah, Thomas. No Thomas in there. Boom. Boom. Um, directed by Jackie Cooper. Wild. And here's how yeah, Hulu describes that. the episode. The what? Uh, no, I noticed Jackie Cooper directed it. Jackie Cooper, best known as Uncle Fester from the Addams Family. Wait, is that really oh. him? I mean, unless it's another Jackie Cooper, but that's that's or, the no, famous... or, is he, or is he Jackie Coogan? Oh no! Okay, edit that out. <laughs> no, no, no you have to edit it out. It might be Jackie have... Coogan. Yes, it is Jackie Coogan. <laughs> well, shut my mouth. <laughs> well, still, still valid. Um, but hey, uh, any any reference to Uncle Fester, I am here for. I was um, super excited because I thought Uncle Fester. <laughs> it's not I mean, far fetched. Although, would have been hilarious. Well, he did die in 1984, so he's very much alive. Um, mm-hmm. here's how Hulu describes this episode. Who? Hot Lips gets depressed and requests a transfer, causing turmoil in the camp. Katie and Kirk, how accurate is that description? Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty 
yeah, that's pretty accurate. I think structurally, and I think this is something that we've talked about on this, like when we've, when I've been on the show before is like, it's just really interesting seeing how older sitcoms structured plots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was an A plot. And there's nothing And else. then kind of a little bit of a B plot. With the porn? A little bit. Yeah, yeah and like wanting to order more porn videos from <laughs> uh, Cuba. Um, but that's kind of it. Uh, so it, yeah, it's, it's, it's just really fascinating how it's just so different now. You know, so like, like it's this... rare to have less than you have two. Yeah, and then at least two, maybe a third, three, honestly. You know? um, yeah. It was written by. So, yeah, it was written by Linda Bloodworth, who goes on to create Designing Women and mm-hmm. uh, Mary Kay Place, who is more known as an actor. She won an Emmy for her roles on Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Um, I feel like oh, she was, I, I think she was on Lady Dynamite as uh, as Maria Bamford's mother is where I mostly know her from. <laughs> oh, Oh, God, uh, I need but, to watch that show. Uh, starring, yes. Yeah, she played uh, Maria Bramford's mother. So, like, it, I did not know that they were, like, writing partners. I also... So, you know, uh, I think real talk, larger talk about MASH and maybe why I never got into it is it is a very masculine show. Yeah. It is a very, mm-hmm. like... You know, yeah. it, it has kind of... I mean, it's a... um. It's not like football, but it is, I mean, but like Hawkeye and Trapper are very much like good old boys being good old boys, but it's Alan Alda. Yeah. He's, he's so sweet yeah. that you don't, um, you kind of, if you just look at what the things he does, like in this episode, Houlihan lists like all of the yeah. sexual assault. Completely, completely right. unacceptable things that they do <laughs> as like funny japes. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it's, it's. It's hard to, like, judge the whole show from one, like, episode. Oh, yeah. In, in the sense, like, it's hard to judge the characters in context. There is a depth to I these feel characters. Like, yeah, there's, like, a real, like, a huge yeah. depth. And, the, like, you see in, like, overall how they're, like, kind of, like, especially early in the earlier seasons with Trapper and with Hawkeye, what that relationship is them, like, acting out to deal with it like they're Mm -hmm. like they make jokes about everything they're very sarcastic they have like their um whole like martinis still and like that's it's like all of these things that they do in order to like deal with like the horrors that they're trying to like deal with and like process emotionally um which i think is the other reason why i never watched this show is because the setting is depressing yeah, I, I honestly now you guys are talking about. I'm like, I don't know why I watched this show, so much, but I really liked it, and I, yeah. I still th- like. I genuinely enjoyed it, and I was laughing like at several moments. Um, and it, even though, like, I was like, God, they're fucking terrible. Like, those are objectively unacceptable ways to behave. <laughs> um, but it is also interesting because this is like about. It, it's like Happy Days, you know, in that sense that it's like this show from the 70s about a situation in the 50s so they're like time like they're using this setting to talk about like modern like things that at the moment they were dealing with so like you see that kind of like this episode is them sort of like trying to talk about quote unquote women's live in the context of like this like woman nurse in the 50s you know what i mean and being written by two female writers in the 70s and like yeah, it's very it's, it's like, very interesting. 
Yeah. There's another episode that I was considering doing that was like the the, the log line. It was a later season episode was like Hawkeye has like reconsiders his treatment of women. And it was like oh, a later really? season episode. And I was like, oh, my God, that one sounds like a deep one to get into. But like yeah. that lets you know that like the right like there was awareness mm. to yeah. the characters to like allow them to like grow and do some internal checking and oh, growth yeah. that other lesser shows would never give a fuck and about. I, and I, I think maybe that's one of the other reasons that I did really like the show is like that it like there's a one of the characters um like a, a long running character who you're very attached to like gets transferred away and then dies. And it's it's devastating. Like, I remember watching this episode of a sitcom from the 70s in, like, the late 90s whenever I watched it. I'm just being (laughs) horrified and so sad and, like, definitely crying in front of, like, the TV in the basement, like, when I was secretly watching TV when I wasn't supposed to be. Um, And so, like, it it very often did those things. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, It's... it also went on for such a long time. Like, I think it ran 11 for, like... 11 seasons? Yeah, 11 or 12 seasons. 11 seasons, like, 256 episodes. Oh, my God. So, they did. Like, those characters changed even as, like, you know, new characters joined. I think those yeah. characters also grew and changed. I did wish a little bit that we'd done a later one because as much as Frank Skinner is just, like, a, an amazing villain... Um, the guy who replaced him, and I'm blanking on his name, but that actor who he recently passed away. Oh, David Ogden Styers um, is. Yes, yeah. I love him. I love David Ogden Styers, gay hero, oh, very so handsome. <laughs> That's just, my... just the best in one of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. Um, a classic with um, uh, Majel Barrett. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I really like it still. The episode opens with Radar doing his um uh, his like mail rounds and like doing mm-hmm. gags and stuff. Uh, Kirk, what do you, what did you like about Radar? Did you like Radar O'Reilly as a character? Yes, he was my favorite character of the ones uh, that I introduced in this. You know, in one episode, I'm like, okay, get me my, a flash image of each character. Uh, <laughs> I liked Radar the most because two things I had noticed about him. One, he sounded a lot like um. Les Nessman from WKRP. Okay, yeah. Uh, who I think was the voice, or the guy who voiced Piglet. He has, like, such a soft voice. Oh, no, yeah, the, yeah. That was um, John Fiedler, who was on Bob Newhart's yeah. show. Yeah. Yes, that guy, like, he had a character yeah. like that, and I thought that's, like, a nice change from, like, these cool, smarmy guys <laughs> who are just going to be blah, 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 blah. And he was noticeably shorter than uh, oh, the, yeah. Colonel Potter. And yeah. I, love, I love that. Like, I thought, like, oh, it's nice to just see, like, a, a variety. Like, instead of, you know, you have to hit. He's five, my height. Six, one. He's, I, yeah, yeah, he's, love, he's five, six. Height. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. I, uh, I thought, like, oh, this character is great immediately. You guys like, know why he was named uh, Radar? Because of his eye? No, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know why, Brett? No, I don't think I... Okay, so Raider is his nickname, and yeah. it's because... And you you see this character game, like, several times in this episode, and it's because he has, like, this preternatural ability to, like, uh, know when things are going to happen. So, like, almost always, he'll be <laughs> like, uh, oh, helicopter's coming, and, like, no one sees anything, and then, like, two minutes later, they have an alarm ah. that the helicopters are coming. Mm-hmm. So he, like, kind of 
so like when he's like saying the same things as colonel potter is saying and like he's already done the stuff and he like comes with the um <clears throat> like the transfer papers and it's like yeah. it's not just because he's like a really great assistant it's like that was his like character game um so it was he was both <clears throat> the innocent because he's yeah his like he's like the kind of archetypal innocent of the show yeah uh, so there's lots of like um plot lines that deal with them like trying to like you know sh- protect him but then also introduce him to be like <laughs> so yeah it, it's um he's a great character i love radar um he, he's handing out talk about all right i was gonna say he, no, 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 go ahead. All right, he's handing out all the mail he hands um he hands he hands um, larry linville who plays frank burns i'm like looking at the match character page on wikipedia is like everything straight he hands in mail and like isn't the hawkeye makes a joke of like oh is your neighborhood finally basically oh, desegregated right. what was that what was the word they used open um, or yeah no, I, it was I, I noticed that too um, restricted. restricted restricted is it still yeah. restricted and he's like yeah. of course not catholics live across the street like <laughs> yeah 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 oh yeah he is he is the <laughs> ultimate like kind of archetypal villain like he's cowardly and smarmy also and thirsty like, as shitty. fuck yeah oh, all yeah, he wants we'll is just like, like he is just all up in hot lips he and Hulahan are like fucking the whole time yeah during like until he leaves um and it, he's married we find like yeah because oh, yeah they say like, is that letter like you're writing a letter to your wife? And it's like, uh, which I don't know. Like again, I'm not that familiar with Mash. I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah. He's uh, he's cheating on <laughs> with hot lips. Oh uh, yeah, and the whole time he's just like also not. He doesn't come across as that smart in this episode either. He's just no. So... He's also a bad doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that was his other thing. Like he sucks on every level. He has almost no redeeming qualities except apparently really. his kissing. Um, there's like uh, L- there's. Episodes where he like, um, you know, like uh, some Korean like um, like refugees will show up, and he'll be like, "No, we we can't protect them." Yeah, like he's racist. <laughs> like he just sucks at every turn. Um, uh, and I'm, a- I'm genuinely trying to remember a moment in which he is not like just awful the worst um but i can't think of any um we get a moment when when radar goes in to hand uh mclean stevenson who i know mostly from match game uh henry blake he took over the richard dawson seat when richard dawson went to go to family feud so mclean stevenson was that on uh richard uh, so that's how i know him um he goes in to deliver um a delivery from the what a tabasco film company in havana cuba (laughs) Uh, to the oh, sorry. I've got sirens. Can you guys hear that? Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Manhattan. Yeah. I don't have any of those out here. Although, actually, uh, an EMT... I actually like, have very few. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. There's always, like, an ambulance or something just parked in the TD Bank uh, parking lot or outside my window. What's your ambulance situation like in L.A., Kirk? Uh, you know, every now and then you hear them. I live on an off-street that's near, uh, like, Beverly Boulevard. You know, I don't run into them terribly often, but every now and then you hear it. Is that depressing to Beverly talk about? Boulevard, so <laughs> fancy. I, yeah, like, I have genuinely have no idea. The Price is Right st- uh, studios and where they do uh, James Corden. Oh, Ooh. he's your Corden. neighbor. Yeah. Uh, throw yourself in front of that carpool so karaoke. Uh, we, we, we see... Um, 
<laughs> we see Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake. I'm just going to read their entire titles. He he gets out the film and he starts like sh- shoving it through the microscope to look at it. And yeah. is like getting off. How else are you going to look at it? Solid if you don't want to set up your whole yeah. like, uh, you know, eight, like, you know, eight millimeter thingamajiggy. But they have a projector because we microphone. see that later. Because they're actually watching all the porn together, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. disturbs I me. Think- I want to be clear. I think this is probably fifties porn, so this is probably like slightly sexy movies. Okay, not yeah. full-on penetrative pornography. Yeah. He did say someone said just that, FYI, like they recognize one of the characters, but they might be joking. But they said she looks better in in balloons than in yeah. her uniform. So it might be like a strip film, is what I had imagined. Yeah, I oh, think like a stag it's, thing, it's like bachelor yeah. party. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Like but, then. Then you know it's not. This is not seventies fucking porn. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Like this is. It is slightly oh, more it. innocent. <laughs> um, but it still does strike me as odd because that's it's kind of a trope in a lot of entertainment that like the boys will be smoking cigars and watching like a stag film. Yeah. And I I've never even heard of something like that in real life. You never kicked back with uh, the dudes and watched full penetration. No, never. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. Like, I will oh, say, so this is awful. For me. In college, like, we would, in college, <laughs> me and oh, my friends, oh, Jesus. me and oh, my Jesus. friends would watch uh, pornography, ironically. No, you uh, weren't. As, well, You're I mean, that's how we all, porn well, with not your like, friends. we weren't like, well, it was like that one time we all went over to Dave Bloodband's house and watched uh, adult movies on his mom's cable <laughs> after practice one day. This is like, like 13 us? years ago. Sort of movies. So I'm yeah. going to guess this was Iron Ruckus, a team that was almost all men. Yeah, I think. Yeah. With the, uh, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was like us and Fat Penguin all went over there, which is another improv team. Um, anyway, ugh. so... We, after we get the whole mail thing, he gives Hot, Hot Lips a piece of mail that she's, like, distraught by. Um, we find out a, a line in a hot sack. And she seems really upset that there's only one. Which yeah. Which is, like, a weird, like, thing, because that doesn't come up later. Yeah. So, all I mean, of it was a the, funny joke, but, yeah, it was weird. All of the um, uh, operating room scenes, first of all, are shot through, mm-hmm. like, a full-on Barbara Walters Drag Race Season 1 heavy filter. Mm-hmm. Like, everything gets very, well, actually, like, fuzzy. Uh, I noticed that some of her close-ups were also filtered like that. Demands. So, um, which was kind of surprising to me because it's not like, because generally that happens, especially at that time, was like something that they would, like, older actresses would insist on. Yeah. Um, because uh, then you wouldn't see, like, uh, like they would literally put Vaseline yeah, on the lens. Yeah, the wrinkles. Um, like the... So, yeah, because then it's soft, soft light. Um, but yeah, I think the bigger thing about the operation scenes is like there's no laugh track yeah i know like that was very so yeah kirk you brought up like you asked like was this with or without laugh track right because there are multiple versions sometimes the the uk version has no laugh Mm -hmm. what did you think what did we all think of the laugh track in general i don't like it i don't like it i think i honestly didn't mind it it. (laughs) but you're used to it also I, and I think that's part of it. And I was like watching it. And so it's like the first, la- I was like, oh, does that annoy me? And I don't think it does. Like, I mean, I can't think of any sitcom that I currently watch that has a laugh track. So it like, to, you know what I mean? I was yeah. just kind of like expecting it to be more jarring. 
But like, and I honestly haven't watched an episode of MASH since probably the year 2000, if not before. So it's not like this, I'm regularly watching it and used to it in that context. Um, I, I didn't really mind it. I didn't feel like it was like, it didn't sound like over the top. You know what I mean? Um, I also, I don't, I'm not really, I don't have a problem with laugh tracks in general. No, yeah. Like, even though I don't watch any shows that have them right now, because I don't watch any, like, three camera shows, but I I don't, as a concept, I, I don't hate them the way I think a lot of, like, comedians are like, Yeah, I love, I um, love laugh tracks, and I've gone on the record, I mean, of course I have this podcast, so of course I love them. I only find them weird when it's a show that you know was not right. shot in front of an audience, mm-hmm. um, which, fair, is when, which is when yes. I notice it. So, like, Mary Tellamore, Dick Van Dyke, Bob Newhart show, Cheers, like, those are shot in front of an audience, and it feels yeah. like there is energy that you can you can't see it because you yeah. can't see you can't see auras man <laughs> um, but you can feel the performers like really 20 was the other day Brett. yeah uh, vibing off of the the live feeds but watching like bewitched and i dream of genie and like and mash which is not in the same league at all definitely it, not in the, it does in feel the studio little, yeah. i don't know what's your take on laugh tracks kirk i love them i do love them um I love a good canned laughter. Just felt a little odd to me because this show had such a uh, single camera feel, I guess. Yeah. And I did feel like a lot of the joke, like the humor is, it's a bit dry at times and it's a bit subtle and the laugh track does not suit the jokes to me living in the year 2020. I'm sure in 1973, it was like, it was totally normal and good, but I would have. Yeah. I think they wouldn't have been able to get away with it for an American audience. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. And they, they have the other thing that's I think interesting about the UK one is that they weren't airing, as far as I understand it, when I've like read about it, they weren't airing MASH at the same time. Like it was only like in like um they they aired MASH in the in the UK much later. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like in like the eighties and like probably just the eighties. Um so I think it was like not the same era. You know what I mean? And it wasn't yeah. like they were just like shipping it directly there. It was like much later they decided to like air like show it there they aired them um, in um six whatever. episode seasons so they just finished up mash last year wow because the uk has shorter seasons <laughs> every so, episode was three hours long <laughs> uh so hot lips is like tearing up wrecking shop in the or she's on everyone's ass and she's like angry she's and like, so mad about that letter. so mad about the letter we find out that the letter comes from a woman that she was enlisted with like back i guess at the beginning of the wartime who is since it, was it that she was enlisted with or her or they, she went to nursing school with her or nursing school yeah i can't re- yeah i, I guess it was nursing school um but she says like they came up together and then like basically this woman married the doctor that Hot Lips like turned down and now right. just got like an update on her life with like children, a good car, a dope house. And Hot Lips is like, uh, you know, hashtag uh, this could be us, Regret. but I play in like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hashtag their house. It didn't cost forty thousand dollars. It cost forty five thousand dollars, <laughs> which is not actually like that's what houses. That's an expensive house. I think my parent, my grandparents, built their house in a suburb of Boston in like nineteen fifty 
uh, for like twenty thousand oh, dollars. Yeah, Actually, it might have been like fifteen thousand dollars. We built house. like a whole three or four bedroom house. Uh, um, so yeah. So yeah, she's like rightfully just like livid. Um, mm-hmm. as someone that just met hot well, lips in this context, rightly. Well, I don't think is like she was like oh i'm jealous and i wish that was me and then like goes on a tear like <laughs> taking it out on other people like oh, that's just a, that's being a dick yeah like, yeah no like, she she's living in this freaking war yeah i think that's that's one of the things about both hot lips and frank skinner's characters is that both of them are always portrayed as being very callous about the war um you don't really hardly ever see them emotionally deal with like this stuff like they're both like whatever like they don't like they're very cold about that stuff um and so like i think it is a fair thing to raise that like maybe this is her just being like i don't want to fucking be here anymore um but to give context for that for both of those characters like that was never really part of their thing um and that's one of the other reasons because like hot lips is She's less of a villain than Frank, but is also like kind of cast as like the other main antagonist in the show. Which um, I never re- I that surprises me because I know Loretta Swit from again Match Game and just like being Loretta Swit, and I was like, oh, she must have been like the fun, like the fun female lead on Mash. And then when you watch Mash, it's like, oh no, they don't like that's no. a mm-hmm. we- It's kind of also a weird thing that like the only woman on your show you mm-hmm. make. Yep. The villain, but like whatever. <laughs> she was, she was the B word for sure. Yeah. Um, they um, had so other she... female characters, but they were a lot. Did not have nearly the same, no. uh, like screen time or focus. What did, what was did. what was your take on Hot Lips, uh, Kirk? As this being your first introduction to the legendary Hot Lips, uh, I it was not what I expected. But I you, did, you knew the name, the character name, yes. right? Because that's like yes. improv scenes all the time. <laughs> Like, yes, it's just a I, I'm familiar with the, the a character named Hot Lips Houlihan, so I assumed <laughs> uh, she would have, like, I, I was very surprised, and on everything, whatever I had in my mind was not what was portrayed. Uh, I liked, I liked her. I felt for her. Um, yeah. And I feel like I get, you know, it's just it's a sign of the times that they're they're basically ha- going to have to make her like that, or she's going to have to be like some sexy bimbo who laughs it. Yeah. Alan Alda's jokes. Like, those are probably the two options of a, <laughs> yeah. or a uh, like a nurse in a sitcom of those times. And I was like, ugh. And I really sympathized with her because I was like, yeah, these guys really suck. <laughs> yeah, they re- yeah, yeah, she's totally right. Yeah. yeah. She's not wrong. She's not I mean, wrong. even the guy that um, she is hooking up with, when she like reads the right act of like, here's why I want to transfer. I hate all of these people. And then his way of comforting her is he says, hey, only the people that don't know you don't give you respect. Or like, only the people that <laughs> yeah. know you don't give you respect. And it's like, yeah. oh my, that's not... That's yeah. not comforting. It was like a joke, but it was also like, he sucks. He's yeah, he does suck. So she dumps and his ass. And I think ass. that is... She doesn't. They're, they're still Well, fuck. she dumps um, his ass for the next 15 minutes, for, I guess. Yeah, for like 15 <laughs> minutes. Um, and that's... I honestly think that's one of the other, like, uh, things that counts against her character is that she, like, because she and Frank are, like, a unit, um, like, then Trapper and Hawkeye, like, you know... Hot Lips was also not her nickname. Like, they gave her that nickname. She doesn't like it. She gets mad often when they call her that, Um, which I think is another reason, like, why the cultural connotations of her are very different. You know what I mean? Oh, wow, yeah. Like, you hear Hot Lips, Hulahan, you're like, oh, she's probably, like, like a Jessica Rabbit kind of character. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and she's and not that at all. She's like almost an archetypal like humorless like women's liber, you yeah. know, which is maybe like a slightly early concept for when this was written, but it's that definitely that kind of like shrill, unfunny, not interested in like uh doing carousing. Yeah. Yeah, no carousing. <laughs> um and I do think that that like minimizes a bit when Frank Skinner's character leaves and David Ogden Sk- Sk- uh, David Ogden Steer's character replaces him. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> yes, Cogsworth. Because uh, <laughs> he's like, it's a very different um, vibe, and they don't obviously fuck no. those two characters. Don't. Oh, I would. I don't know. I would have assumed they would. And it, I think I character very vaguely. He he's a very like um, proper like mm, yes, like rich, like very upper class rich yeah. doctor kind of type. Um, he's a little bit older than the rest of them, like in the context of the show. Um, I don't think in reality he was actually that much older, um, but he's definitely a bit reserved. And I know I'm vaguely remembering this, but when he when his character joins, I believe like Houlihan is like, ooh, like new. And he's like rich. I can't wait. We're gonna he's gonna be my new <laughs> guy. And I think I think because he's also like a bachelor, um, she's like, great. And then yeah. he's just like ew. Um, his character is not really coded as that, as I recall, but it's also definitely possible yeah when i get to season six i will be reading every single scene yeah well (laughs) well, let me know what you think because i I don't yeah it's been a long time since i've seen it she finally gets in to see mclean stevenson uh aka uh blake henry blake lieutenant colonel blake i just want to call them all by their actor names because those are the names i know uh she finally gets in to see loretta swift finally goes to see mclean stevenson after gary berghoff tries to stop her because uh, he's like he's watching some training videos He's watching porn. There's bodies everywhere. He's watching uh, porn with uh, uh, Alan Alda and um, uh, uh, Wayne Rogers. <laughs> That's the one I name I didn't know. Um, she. This is where she calls the name? two of them a bunch of shower tent peekers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's like you do it one time and everybody <laughs> will do that. Yeah. Geez. Like, oh, gross. I... Unacceptable, guys. Yeah, don't go peeking in showers, don't especially shower tents. So oh, basically she says, Jesus. like, I want to quit. And they're like, okay, well, we will, we'll, we'll transfer you, but, like, we'll keep it secret just in case you change your mind. And then immediately over the intercom, is this where we see kind of Radar's game come into play? Because he's already announced it, like, over the speaker of, like, <laughs> this is Major Houlihan's last night or whatever. Was, yeah, she's a major? Oh, yeah, this is Major Houlihan's yes, last yeah. night. We'll be having champagne and the whatever, like, like a party. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that joke. I thought that was a good, solid joke. Yeah, uh, there with radar. Like, I, I, oh, yeah. I love a, a character like that can just cause so much chaos, so unintentionally. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's your that's your whole brand. Although, it's, it's just <laughs> yeah. cute. I love, I loved, I loved radar yeah. immediately. He well, he great. had his own he's, show, you know. He's a great. He's a great character. He got like, a spinoff. Oh, really? Um. Well. He got it didn't last very long. Yeah, I think it only lasted the one episode. I think it lasted a pilot, and it was called uh, Walter, but it was spelled like Mash with the asterisks. Okay, and it was oh, that's, it no, was an episode. Uh, the episode relates the adventures of Corporal Walter Radar O'Reilly after he returns home from the Korean War. He is no longer calling himself Radar as and has moved away from Iowa after he sent his mother to live with his aunt, settling in St. Louis, Missouri. By the beginning of the series, he's become a police officer. Though his character is, is still as in the original series. That's weird. Um, it did not go to series. Uh, but also Trapper John no. got his own show, and that lasted yes. seven fucking seasons. 
Shocker John MD, which I remember as a child. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Vaguely. Oh, my God. I forgot that that happened. I, I don't know anything about it. I thought it was a hour-long drama as a kid. I was like, oh, this is a serious <laughs> show, probably because it had a connection to MASH. But it was it a medical like, drama. It was an hour-long drama. Oh, it was? Yeah. I'm just, yeah. That's very odd, isn't it? Yeah. It's so strange. Huh. I literally, the only other thing I've seen that actor in was he played uh, like a scummy, um, like private eye on uh, Murder She Wrote mm-hmm. every once in a while. And whenever he'd show up, he'd be like, "It's Chopper." Oh. Um, so that that's on. I didn't I didn't realize that that was the same Trapper, character. Yeah, that's Trapper John wild. MD focuses on Doctor Trapper, played twenty eight years later after the Korean War. So it was played in modern time in the eighties, and it was played by an older actor. Oh. A different actor. So it's a, yeah, it's the same canon, but like it is set. Now it's not set in the fifties. It's set in modern time. So it's but an older actor. actor. Yeah, an older actor is playing the same character. Wow! Yikes! Oh, okay. So fuck that then. That's so wild, right? <laughs> like, like you can't have Trapper. You can't have Trapper without that actor. But he but played him for one hundred and fifty-one episodes. So he. Yeah. I think Dang, they they know man. that um. Where did I just see that? No, I like he, that. Robert's played the character more than twice as long. He played the character more than twice as long as wow. the other guy. So. Wow. Well, Wild. that guy sucks. Yeah. And the and then there was, Trapper is not as better. Then there was After Mash, which was, it yeah, lasted two Mash. seasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, I was trying to remember. Do you remember that show? I think it must have been on Nickelodeon. I don't know what channel it was on, but it was on, it was about, it would do like, kind of like behind the music but for tv shows and i i vividly remember watching like the one the e. story no it wasn't like each other it was like literally like like you just you know go through like the history of the show but it was they i remember the one where like the finale for mash got mm-hmm. preempted by um what was supposed to be the finale for mash got preempted by like some crazy news story um it might have been the uh like when the um Americans were kidnapped um, okay, yeah. and like Jimmy Carter with all that stuff. Um, uh, so like, it was like this whole thing where like, they were all like so upset about not having the opportunity to like actually say goodbye to these characters after it kind of limped along for the last season. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Just so many things. Um, so basically <laughs> after, after this, they basically, um, Alan Alda and Trapper, <laughs> Hawkeye and Trapper come. They they go to Hot Lips's room. They they brought champagne. They like actually wave tent. a literal white flag. Her yeah, her tent, not her room. God, they're all in tent life. Uh, and they're trying mm-hmm. to be like, they're like trying to be friendly, like cordial. But she's still like, hey, here's all the garbage shit you guys have done to me <laughs> and all the women, including like putting microphones in their sleeping bags. Uh, yeah, that what was, was insane. I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah, what, what do you listen to? Like, what are you doing? It is fun knowing this was written by two women. So this is also probably yes. them making fun of the kind of dumb shit that men do by making it even yeah. dumber than it even would be, which is funny. It's probably about <laughs> as dumb as it was. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the other thing, too, is like, she never, like, softens towards them. Um, and probably rightfully... But I also do think that they were going, like, you know, I think it's still, like, they still are connected in that way where they're, like, a team, like, even though she, like, 
outside of the tent they don't like each other outside of the surgical tent they don't like each other but in that tent they're still like a team to rely on one another to like save lives so i don't think that they were going to be like eh, fuck you drink some shitty stuff that because you also like never would drink their like uh like the still stuff like the stuff that they would that is the main thing of this whole episode is like they're like oh she's drinking yeah and yeah. it wasn't even like, champagne, it was like gin that they had still, I thought that, I liked that. I thought like, yeah. oh yeah, like I, I thought maybe they try to carbonate wine and I was like, well, that was, that the or? joke was like, I have bad news, like that scotch was rye, that's fine, I just drank champagne that was gin. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I think they, I think it's honestly actually vodka too in the canon of the show, um, but they maybe they tried to make something? gin. The what? They make, they drink martinis, right? Yeah, or it's, they're always in the martini glasses because I think that was all they had. Oh, um, do you just get hand delivered water? Yeah, I, I <laughs> from <post-tated>. Hot Creek. <laughs> wow, that was incredible. Well. In New York, they don't even like they just like drop it in front of our doors they now. Chuck uh, the water they don't even at you. Hand it to you. <laughs> uh, so I, this is a part I really liked when when um, we we watched McLean Stevenson, Henry Blake dictating to Radar like another porn order. And oh, yeah. I really yeah. liked that afterwards Radar asked for it. Do you think they have any Flash Gordon? Because <laughs> yeah. he was super into Flash Gordon cereals. I thought that was great. That's when I was like, yeah, Radar is my guy. Mm-hmm. Me, and Radar oh, could, yeah. me and Radar could hang. If I was in Korea with Radar, I would have a hopeless crush on him. Totally oh, yeah. one-sided. It would be bad for everyone. It would endanger lives. I don't think it would be one-sided necessarily. I think he would just be very clueless, and it would yes. take you seven seasons to make him understand that he would be the you Daphne like to my Niles. <laughs> yeah, or actually, you could both of you. You'd be in a relationship, and then he'd just constantly been like, "Oh, you're such a good friend," and you'd be like, oh, "We just uh, had sex." Uh, uh, yeah, I guess we're really good friends. Um, uh-huh. Um, but yeah. this is when, uh, yeah, this is when Hot Lips and the Colonel start drinking. They're like going, you know, is is he drinking too? She's the one that's like really just yeah. like pouring. Like I think he does have a drink. No, yeah. no, no. He, yeah, he drinks too. Drink. But she, he's yeah. not smashed like she's getting. No, but she's also been no, drinking no, no. beforehand. Yeah, and and she doesn't drink. Whereas like Trapper and like his character along with Hawkeye and Trapper, like they're big drinkers. So like he has a fucking liquor cabinet in his yeah. office. <laughs> you weren't supposed to do that in the army, you guys. Oh, especially they weren't supposed to be point. drinking at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because they're she not gets supposed to drink even at all. Right. So she gets drunk and then they get the alert that like an emergency, big emergency is coming. Marines have been like hurt. Some Marines have been hurt. I said that really stupidly. <laughs> War is <laughs> scary. hurt. Oh, no. Kirk, how good would you be into army? <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Like, I was so, I mean, especially in this time, watching this, like, here now. These are my awards, mother, from army. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that is the vibe. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they're army doing medical work. Day. It was so, like, I don't know, it it, it kind of caught my heart in my chest to watch. Like, my dad was actually a medical, uh, was a medic in Vietnam. Oh, really? Yeah, so there is some uh, connection there for it. No, I would not want to be in the Army. It seems like a 
difficult, miserable experience, uh, especially back then. Like, I'm not cut out for any of that. Jesus Christ. You know? I'm barely cut out for what we are literally doing right now, which is yeah. not leaving our apartments. And that is yeah. uh, driving me crazy. And so I can't imagine if it was like this, except the whole thing is you can't go home and there's uh, bombs and guns. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, also yeah. unchecked testosterone, which makes me uncomfortable. Um, I, my like kind of godfather was a, he worked on a submarine in the Navy and oh, yeah. was the, a chef on the, and he oh. talked about life on the submarines, which is a bit similar to this. Um, except they would give them the best food because living on a submarine sucked yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot because you're just down there for months at a time. Oh, and so God. they would get like super high quality food to make up for it. And I was thinking, oh, this must be what that was like. Uh, not, I mean, this is a palace compared to a submarine. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I'm like not dealing with 16 other people all the time, or however many. Yeah. Did the, did they have to hot bunk in the on the um, submarine he was on? I, I don't know. I I don't know if it was. Uh, I would probably expect yes. Oh, that's yeah. like literally. I read about that, and I was like, "Oh, that's my nightmare." Yeah, like you Wait. don't even like you have so little personal space or privacy oh, you that you don't even else? have your own bed. Oh my no, god! No, so hot bunking means like head to um, toe, or there's no, 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 no. That would be worse. Um, so basically, they have enough uh, beds only for each person gets a bed eat for eight hours. Oh. So it's based on shifts. So like you have a bunk for eight hours and the, once that eight hours and you're off, you have to be out of the bunk because someone else sleeps. So it's like three shifts. I mean, so it's like three eight hour shifts for when you're when, when you sleep connected to like when you're on duty um, and just like. No, no, thank my you. Bed. Yeah, I, I don't want to fucking sleep bed. in someone else's fart sheets. Oh. Like. Oh, Jesus. It was called hot bugging because the bed would still be hot from the last person who was sleeping in it. So so that would be worse uh, than what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Right? Um, So basically in order to get her sobered up in time for the Marines that are coming, um, they grab her, they take her to a shower, and Alan Alda and Trapper, Hawkeye and Trump, um, basically they, they, they shower her. And honestly, it's wild that at this point I was like, oh, kudos for not taking off her clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's the other moment in like, like, because you see, like, the colonel is like, take care of this drunk lady. Yeah. You know, like, and in a context, aside from like the time when this was made, like, you could see that devolving into a horrible situation uh, so, so easily, which I think is one of the reasons for, from our modern perspective, we're watching it like, what oh my god okay and then it's like it's like okay no she's in the she's in the shower Um, she's still wearing her clothes they're literally just trying to get her sobered up we are fine it's all good (laughs) they are like they are actually good people yeah even though they're also jerks well yeah i mean how much of it is also well you know a lot of it could also just be like the macho posturing of like we have to like do this as a coping mechanism and like how how much sexual assault are we actually doing God. So it's <laughs> sorry, interesting. This is like, a good show. What, what you say. It, <laughs> I'm it sorry. Is a good show. So I want to go back to one thing that you mentioned a few minutes ago, which was like the unchecked testosterone. Yeah. And it's I think really interesting. Mash was a very interesting show for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons I think, especially the way Alan Alda played that character, mm-hmm. was that it was not a particularly swaggery. No. Like testosterone like you know he's male great. masculine like his whole thing was like his character wasn't like that 
Um, and like even he's a, his defense mechanism was kind, like he's a Han Solo kind of type. He'd be like Han Solo's yeah, big brother. I th- yeah, I think that that's definitely that like his his defense mechanism is like sarcasm yes. and like humor and making jokes and like but you do genuinely see his character mm-hmm. like deal with like emotionally devastating things really good. and like and i think that's like as much as i don't know i think alan alda didn't love being like a famous actor um in a lot of ways but like he was fucking magic in that role oh god and, yeah. like i think is a huge percentage of the reason that the show lasted as long as it did and why it was as huge of a hit as it was because that character was like insane just like to see that character on tv was very different you know and the way he played him and the way like the humanity he brought to a character that in a lesser actor would just be a slime ball you know yeah yeah because you do like him um, a lot i like him you, yeah yeah I don't know, like Trapper is a little bit. Yeah. Oh, those eyes. Ooh, lordy. I don't know why I had such a crush on that actor, but I did on on Trapper. So my... Okay. Gary Berghoff is number one hottie. Uh, Alan Alda is number two hottie. Uh, Oh, no, 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 no. no. William Christopher is number two hottie. Alan Alda be three. Who's William Christopher? Uh, Father Mulcahy, Mulcahy, who's not in this episode. Oh, Padre. Padre. Later. Later. Uh, I also think Larry Linville is handsome. The lipless wonder. (laughs) Hi, Brett. Yeah, we're fine. We're having a good time. Hi, Brett. Well, yeah, this is the part where basically like... what like what? How does how does Hot Lips like bring this up when she's drunkenly talking to the two of them? Where she says like he's not good at a lot of things, but Frank Burns is a lipless wonder. Like that's how she describes him kissing. So it's like, hey, that's his I one. I think that might be maybe not kissing. Oh, whoa! Maybe that's what she means. Mm, that's a very risque joke. That, that's a, there were several like risque jokes like throughout that i was kind of surprised watching it now because when i watched it before i was a child um i think i maybe picked up on more of those this time i'm gonna go i'm gonna honestly probably start watching mash again um now that this is like on hulu me to yeah and they're on hulu um p.s this is not off topic and i shouldn't even say this because this is like a current sitcom watch the first few episodes of barry boy that show is so good i need to watch it it's all it's on Hulu now because it it's has like Henry Winkler in it, so it is. Um, it is great. Yeah, Henry Winkler connected. Yep. Um, <laughs> happy days. Show about the fifties, made in the seventies. See, boom. It's great, guys. It's great. I need to get into it. Um, yeah. So yeah, she thanks Hawkeye for you know giving her a B one shot. They like do oil. They do OR stuff. Like everything. Basically, the episode ends. She kind of arbitrarily decides like she's actually not going to go anywhere. Like, they never say that, do they? I think because like it hadn't actually been processed, right? She just filled out the right. paperwork, yes. yeah. He had and his... like started packing, and was this was very much like, um, you know, when your mom gets mad that like nobody is like uh, doing yeah. their chores, and is like, "Well, that's it, no television for a month, and I'm giving away all of your toys," mm-hmm. and just starts like <laughs> dramatically packing everything just to be like fucking clean the kitchen she's not yeah. actually gonna like give away your toys that it felt like that kind of move to me um it's also possible that like she's done this before 
Um, Because I think that does become like a running joke with her where she's like, this is it. This is finally it. I'm so sick of it. They've gone too far this time. How dare you? Um, When the second uh, colonel comes in, who's the guy, uh, one of the actors from Dragnet. um, Oh, yeah. uh, The older guy. Yeah. uh, Who I think is actually Colonel Potter. You mentioned that before, but I think that was his character's name. Yeah. Uh, He's also great. Um, cause he comes in and he's like a lot more like old school army, like, rah, rah, rah. um, and she's like, so excited. She's like, this is going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. And then he turns out to like, not be all that different. Like he's different from the last Colonel, but like, not, not hmm. as, not as a, official uh, army as like, she was looking forward to him being. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's basically the end of the episode. The last shot is. Uh, all all the gang in like the mess hall cutting up and like throwing shit, and then uh, uh Colonel Blake is just like, ah, oh, it's just nice to have all my children back together again, and it's like, good. yeah, we're good because like Hot Lips is like making Frank jealous by like, um, or actually, well, Trapper is like, uh, yeah, like Hot Lips Frank's is hungover, and like oh, yeah, and they're all like goading Frank by talking about like the special knife they had, yeah, and like Hot Lips is not like denying it either. She's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> Just to make Frank go crazy because he's uh, also like very jealous for being like a shithead who's still married and cheating on his wife. Yeah, God, he's um, awful. And the other thing I like too, and I don't think I'd ever picked up on this, is like when she's listing all of the generals, she, she's like, I know lots of generals. Mm. And so she's just listing the people that she's fucked. Like, <laughs> she's a liberated fucker, like I'm literally. Like a foreign officer who's a masseur. So I also. Like a former masseur. <laughs> He's a good lover, and which insinuates yeah. that this guy sucks. Which, which is all I saw this episode is how much this one guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Which is accurate. I mean, that's I think. not. That's kind of yeah. It's a lot it's like, of the. Show. He's good with his yeah. lips. Um. Anyway, no, I right. think he's good with his penis. I think he's bad with his lips and good with his penis. Good. Yeah, I would assume he's mediocre with his penis, but. We'll find out in another episode. Yeah, I guess. you know, sure yeah, I'm deep sure into we'll it. find out. I'm sure we'll <laughs> find out by the end of season three. <laughs> Are ready for some must-have facts? Mm. Yes. Oh yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, <laughs> drink that water, Kurt. Drink, drink, drink that, that water. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Uh, so about 25.7 million people watched this season of MASH. So, oh, season. Okay. That's so crazy. Yeah. Welcome to the monoculture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was number four for the season. The mm. number four most watched show. So the top five shows the of the fourth? Yeah. 
fourth most at that popular number. Yeah. show had 25 million people watching yeah. it wow uh, number five was Hawaii Five O. Oh, Four was Mash. Okay. Three was Sanford and Son. Two was okay. The Waltons. Whoa! And number one was, oh. of course, All in the Family. Mm-hmm. Um, wow! Yeah. So this is wow. the legendary TV season. This is maybe the most important lineup of television of all time. The CBS Saturday Night lineup of the seventy three seventy four TV season was. All in the Family, followed by MASH, followed by The Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Bob Newhart Show, wow. and The Carol Burnett Show. Like, wow. on a Damn. Saturday night. <laughs> yes, Saturday I remember um, the character that you had said died, who I, I thought was Colonel Potter. I don't know who it was. Uh, he appeared on The Carol Burnett Show afterwards, and they did a gag, because I remember seeing that gag uh, of him. Like, Oh, really? He's in like a life preserver like in a life raft and he's like i'm okay i'm okay like <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah oh my and god being like well i know that guy survived because i you know could not because they used to show carol burnett on at, on nick at night as well yeah and oh so wow I that's assume, so funny like you know they might not know he died or he's alive right then but i'm like he was fine he was fine well his uh, carol yeah. burnett show was canon within the mash contact right <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I think, at the very least, your headcanon can be that he survived. Yeah. So, um, so like, I can't imagine, sure. like, just that night of... Because there's, like, there's no VHS VCR, like, reruns aren't reliable, so it's just, like, you have to stay home on Saturday night, and you watch uh, one, two, five of the most important shows in TV history all back-to-back. I mean, yeah. even, mm-hmm. like, must-see t- must TV in its heyday still had the shows in between Friends and Seinfeld and ER. Yeah. Because, like, those were very rarely, you know, I love Carolina in the City. I liked Veronica's Closet. But, like, those aren't... Not the same. Yeah. That's not like... Like, MASH is in the is in the hammock spot between All the Family and Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> like, that's crazy. MASH! Yeah, you gotta, gotta prop up MASH. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, just... It is... No. It's just so wild. Um... So this episode yeah. was nominated for an Emmy that year, but it lost to the Mary Taylor Marshall episode, The Lou and Edie Story, which is, I think either I think it's the beginning of the Lou Grant gets divorce storyline, which, you know, oh, okay. in 1973, that's a very, like, progressive yeah. topic of, like, an older couple getting divorced. Um, or even just divorce in just general. Just divorce in, in, in Ginny's. Yeah, like, even now, if they had that, that would be a big deal, you know? Uh, oh, like, if end. a main character is getting a divorce? Yeah, that's, that's a just big, a big that would be a big storyline now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not going to win Annie's for it. Yeah, it depends how good it is. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be really good. <laughs> you're you're withholding judgment. Your your judgment as an Emmy voter is being withheld until. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> so on IMDb, uh, 348 mash heads rated this episode a 7.8 out of 10. Should hmm. that be higher or lower? Right on the money. I think I I would vote it a little bit higher, but again, like I haven't watched enough show enough episodes recently to like kind of compare it to like other mash episodes. Um, yeah, so I thought I liked. It. I I would give it at least an eight. Yeah. Um, what about you, Kirk? Well, mash, I can uh, mash noob. honestly say this is the best episode of Mash I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, however, mm. worst episode of Mash I've ever seen. Oh, double edged uh, sword. So I have to give it. That's what happens when it's only one. uh, I have to give it two thumbs up. Oh wait, how does that? What what number is that? Sideways. Uh, uh, You know, it's on the scale of uh, 
<laughs> one to three point seven five. It's like one point two <laughs> knuckles. <laughs> yeah, Wait, only I, has I, I two knuckles. It. I liked it. It made me want to learn more about the characters, um, and I thought this was a good one to focus on. I get a good idea of everyone else seeing how they react to her as opposed to an episode that might be specific to Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, I get a good mm-hmm. feel for their characters watching them react. So I, I, I did enjoy it. I think an eight's a pretty good, uh, pretty good vote there. Yeah. I would say like, this is just my old school, like, um, cause in Tennessee, well, first of all, Tennessee's grading system was, I've learned different than apparently everyone else. Uh, so anything below like an 83 was a C. Or like an 82 okay. was a C. So when I see 7.8, I'm like, Whoa. that's a 78. That's a C. This episode's not a C. This episode's at least a, well, like a, a B. Well, a 78 would be a C even for yeah, yeah, normal yeah. But like, this is like a low C. Like, A was 93 yeah. to 100. And then anything below 70 oh. was failing. Damn. So, yeah, it was like a 7 point college, scale as opposed to a 10. Oh, wow. My college had a very weird grading scale. It was a 98 point scale. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so okay. Instead of going to 100, it went to just 98. But then also, A's were not all of the 90s either. They were like, uh, I think, 91 or 92 to 98. Um, actually, it might have even just been 93 to 98. So weird. There's definitely awkward. a class where I got a 90 or a 91, and that was a B plus, and I was livid. <laughs> I was like, unacceptable. If it's 70 to 80 is C, or 70 to 79 is C, 80 to 89 is B, 90 to 100 is an A. And we weren't, and we did not, we were not that way. We were like 70 to 77, 77 to 84, 84 to 93, 93 to 100. Like, yeah, we were, it was. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, just and that's how all of Tennessee right. was. I don't know why. So then when I see a 7.8, I'm like, no, 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 this is at least like an 8 or an point two or something like it's got to get up there um who had the must-see performance in this episode Mm. i mean probably julian yeah um uh loretta swit you said her name yeah loretta swit yeah Um, yeah i think she she was really great i mean i think she did a a decent drunk performance which are like harder to do than you'd think um i think for the time it was like a definitely like pretty good one um I also just really enjoyed getting to watch um, Alan Alda be Hawkeye again because yeah. it had been so long. Very comforting. Um, so I had that like nostalgia for it because he's just, he's honestly just the fucking best. Yeah. He's so great. I just, I'm a huge fan of his. And that's the other thing I was going to ask real quick aside. Have either of you seen the MASH movie? No. No, but I want to. I haven't either. Yeah, I haven't either, and that's always been something that Zoom like, party. About it. We should do that. Yeah, we um, should. I mean, so that would be fun. What else? What else do I have? To, um, uh, be great. Um, Kirk, who is your uh, must-see uh, performance? I mean, it has to go to Houlihan. She's the yeah. character of this one, and she gets a good deal of uh, screen time. So, yeah, she's. This is. I'm glad they gave her a nice episode like this. Yeah, I, I guess one one last little note on that one too is just that it's also very satisfying to see a woman character get to do the funny parts mm-hmm. Um, mm. because very often, less so for Hot Lips, but still it was part of her character to be like the having no fun. She still got laughs, but it was like never doing like silly stuff. Yeah, um, so, so she got to do really nice silly stuff. See. She got to do silly stuff. She got to have like funny silly lines and not yeah. just like kind of the more straight 
character lines. Um, so yeah, one love. No, 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 you, Brett. No, yeah, I mean, I, it would either be between her or uh, Gary Berghoff for that, uh, yeah. <laughs> for that silly uh, Flash Gordon reference. But honestly, it's, I mean, Hot Lips has the most to do, and her drunk acting was a unique kind of drunk acting that I appreciated, especially her in the shower was very funny, very well done. Yeah, that was so funny. I like yeah. seeing, I like seeing her get to strut her stuff. Um, <laughs> and lastly, must other people see this episode of television? I mean, uh, yeah, Kirk, as a first episode of MASH, is this a good first episode of MASH? Maybe other than just starting with the pilot, which people could definitely also do. Definitely. No, yeah. start with the pilot. I mean, I've not even seen it, so I, but I would assume never start with the pilot. Honestly, if you were going to watch your first that. episode of MASH, I might go with a Hawkeye-centric episode. Because yeah. then you get to see... I mean, I, I feel like the show is told through his point of view, mostly. Mm-hmm. Or he is the central mm-hmm. character, and then this would be a very good secondary episode to see. Yeah, I as I recall, and I don't know this for sure, but as I recall, I think Mash is known as having a pretty good pilot. Yeah, um, and maybe because it was coming from like the movie, mm. it, you know, it's not quite as dangerous of like a general like. Yeah, there's some pilot, pre-awareness there. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's that's a good question. I'm gonna have to go watch the pilot and see how oh, I, know, yeah. I kind of want to watch the pilot and see what yeah. it's like. <laughs> Loving it. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think yeah, this is a fun episode to watch. It's a, you know, Emmy it's got Emmy cred. Also, if for the T V mm-hmm. history thing of it being written by Linda Bloodworth and Mary Kay Place is also a very yeah. fascinating yeah. uh thing. I don't even know how many episodes of MASH they wrote. Like if this was just a like special like Linda Bloodworth is coming. It might have been. It might have been her first like one of her very early writing jobs. Should have um, given like her age that I should have looked up. Uh, Oh, oh, I love Linda Bloodworth Thompson. She was twenty four when she wrote this. She was born in forty seven, fifty seven, sixty seven. Fuck! Fuck! Yeah! Fuck! Fuck! (laughs) Fuck! I'm old. Yeah. I what mean, is, hi everybody. What is? I know she wrote. Can still happen. Yeah, she wrote five episodes of uh, Mash, um, she, but she yeah. wrote an episode of Paper Moon, an episode of Paul Sand and Friends and Lovers, which I talked about a couple weeks ago, but not the whole episode. I just mentioned it, um, and she wrote an episode of uh, Rhoda as well, but that was after she started on Mash. Uh, yeah, yeah. Question. So yeah, she worked hard. There was a Paper Moon TV show. Uh, yeah, Paper Moon. Let's see, what is this? I'm clicking on it. Yeah, I'm going to assume it's Paper Moon, it lasted 13 episodes, wow. starring Christopher Connolly and Jodie Foster. Wow. Holy shit. The Adventures of Moses Prey. A TV show of Paper, Paper Moon. A con artist selling Bibles to credulous widows, and Addie Loggins, a young girl, as they travel the roads of America during the time of the Great Depression in the 1930s. It was a 30 minute comedy. <laughs> I'm Damn. laughing all right. No, that I'm kind so of a weird. Foster in it, too. Like, yeah. she was already i mean that would have been that the right age her child actress years but that's so i can't believe they made a tv show she was 12 of all the things see people like me like oh there's no only one plot people keep making the same movies over and over again that the same thing happened back (laughs) then guys yeah Mm -hmm. If, it, I, if a thing was popular, they would make a TV show out of it. I they wrote that about like, again. like how the Brady Bunch the star is born. Yeah, the Brady Bunch has done what everyone's complaining about sitcoms doing now is like, no, the Brady Bunch never died. <laughs> like they kept canceling yeah. it and then it would come back in a revival as the Brady Brides and it would get canceled. Then it would come back as a TV movie. Then it would get stopped and then yeah. it would come back as an hour long drama called The Brady's, which I should definitely do on this podcast because it is fully nuts. Marsha becomes an alcoholic. Bobby gets paralyzed. What? Yeah, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> it what? is nuts. It's nuts. And no for the first real. half of it, I think they still use a laugh track, even though it's an hour long drama that shot single cam on a sound wow, stage. Really? And they still, I think, have like weird moments of like laugh track because they were like, we don't know how to deal with this. But it's very much a drama. It's great. Oh, yeah. I need to do that. <laughs> That's like if instead of Joey after Friends being a sitcom, they turned it into like a spinoff of ER. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, and just had like Joey Tribbiani as like not an actor playing a doctor. He just decided to become a doctor. Yeah, I'm a doctor now and it's fine. <laughs> that's uh, that's, that's so weird. So where can people yeah, exactly. find y'all on the internet to talk to you about um, other preposterous uh, TV show spinoffs that should definitely happen? Revivals. Uh, well, Kurt, I'm... you go first because I keep talking. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I am, you can find me on Twitter. I am Kirk says S A Y S. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll talk about TV with you. I, I, I like some TV and if I haven't <laughs> seen it, then I, I'll, maybe I'll check it out. Hurrah. Nice. Uh, you can tweet me at, at K Healy Wu, uh, K H E A L Y W U. Um, I almost said at gmail.com, which is not my Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> feel free to tweet me. Don't tell my dad about it though. I don't want my dad to find out about Twitter. Oh God! Because I had to send him. I had to send him a link. Uh, Manny Patinkin has been doing like uh, his son has been like recording uh, videos of his parents like trying to answer like pop culture questions, and Manny <laughs> Patinkin is like being exactly what you would think Manny Patinkin was. And there was one where he was asking him about um, asking his dad and um, or Mandy and his mom about like um, internet like uh, like like IRL and like LMAO and his parents, like they were trying to like desperately to guess what they stood for and <laughs> failing miserably almost every time. And it was adorable and hilarious. And I had to send it to my parents. That's going to be a creepy was, show before I, long. I had to watch it. Yeah. And my dad was like, well, so that's what this Twitter is. Oh, what's that about? And I was like, nothing. No, like, it's, no, I, uh, it's over. No, uh, Twitter costs $80 to join. That, yeah. to <laughs> that is what I should have said. He's like, I saw Chris Evans talking about Stanley Tucci. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Please like, don't. Hashtag, uh. hashtag Massachusetts, Chris Evans. <laughs> almost as big a deal as John Krasinski with his good news network oh god <laughs> oh boy anyway um, well that does it <laughs> for this yeah. episode of must have tv <laughs> thanks again to my guest katie healy Warsberg and kirk damato for dropping by talking about mash with me next time on the show i don't know what i'm going to be discussing because i haven't figured it out yet because i'm recording this a little bit in the future so hey you know what no editing so you'll just have to figure it out when the episode drops until then i want to hear from all of y'all follow must have seen tv on twitter and instagram let's talk about sitcoms and please rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. That's always helpful. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White. Read the words that are right at Decider.com. Thanks to Acast for hosting this Mamma Jamma. <laughs> Thanks to y'all for listening, and I'll see you next time on Must Have Seen TV. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.